Welcome to Humans of Fintech. Uh, this week I am joined by Shannon uh, Sagava. Um, as she works for UBS. She's one of the wealth management directors there. Shannon, welcome. Thank you very Thank much. You so Nadia, much for joining for us. Um, so I'm really excited to talk to you today because UBS recently published um, a workbook called Own Your Own Worth, Why Women Should Take Control of Their Wealth to Achieve Financial Wellbeing. Um, I also attended an event that you hosted, uh, which was excellent. Thank, Thank you. you so much Thank for inviting you. me. Um, so what I'd love for you to do is probably talk us uh, a little bit through what that workbook stands for, mm. what it means, and what we can learn from it. Yeah, excellent. Um, basically, um, they saw the need to start reaching out to more women. Um, our client book has a significant amount of men, and there is a massive wealth transfer of wealth coming with yeah. the baby boomers. Uh, we know in the U.S. women live about, on average, 6.7 years longer than men. In the U.K., it's uh, just under six years longer. Mm -hmm. um, so from a very pragmatic perspective, um, my industry collectively is just not reaching out to the wives and the daughters um, of these yeah. kind of wealth, um, wealthy families. And for our own survival, we need to do that. But beyond that is that it's the right thing to do. Um, okay to bring women in, invite them into the conversation. Uh, and so they started to do a study. Uh, mm -hmm. They did a study last year, and they, we've just published a new one, Own Your Worth. Um, and at the end of the day, it's the financial penalty of being a female. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, there is one. So we looked at um, women across many different uh, regions, uh, US, UK, Switzerland, uh, Brazil, Mexico, Mexico Singapore, and... Um, collectively, we saw a very similar story, although regionally you did see, see some differences. Um, interestingly, Brazil and Mexico yes, are that. stronger on their financial confidence than women in Singapore and Switzerland, who tend to abdicate above 70% of these women mm. are handing over their long-term financial decisions mm. to their partner. That's quite interesting, isn't it? I wouldn't have guessed that. Yes, and yeah. I, I think it would be, I mean, I think it would be really interesting to drill down on that and mm. see what culturally mm. is, is different where women are feeling more confident and they're mm. a part of the conversation. Um, so that's something, maybe a part two, to, to go and look. Definitely. Yeah. Um, for me, so this, this sort of spurred um, curiosity. And... I, I work with a lot of women. I am um, passionate about uh, educating um, mm -hmm. people in general uh, on their long-term financial uh, planning and wealth. Mm -hmm. um, and I came across um, a book called The Birth of the Pill. Yes. And in, on April 7th, 1960, so 59 years ago, mm -hmm. um, coming up to 59 years ago, the U.S. FDA approved the birth control pill yeah. um, as a contraceptive for the first time. Um, up until the mid-1950s, 30 states and the federal government in America had active anti-birth control laws on the books. Mm. It was illegal for a woman to obtain birth control unless there was a very strong medical necessity. Mm -hmm. um, condoms were actually quite okay to get, mm -hmm. but if a woman wanted to control her family planning, um, and it was very nascent anyway, they did not know a lot about how mm. the cycles were. Um, it took 10 years, and it took uh, two firebrand women who used their own funds to um, pr privately fund this research, um, Margaret Sanger and Catherine McCormick. Um, they had a 
rather um, avant-garde uh, scientist called Dr. Gregory Pincus, who was kicked out of Harvard for being a bit too edgy with his science. Oh, yeah, um, quite a quite an interesting character. Mm. Um, and they toiled for over ten years, and they got the, and, it, and it was successful. Mm. And the result was that um, over the next five years, you had over three and a half million women using um, the pill. And of course, Incredible. the result from that is that women could stay in university, not quit after, let's say, a year if they if they were getting mm -hmm. pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is a hockey stick like change in the female participation rate in the workforce. Mm. And so I tell this to women um, when I do um, events mm -hmm. to give them the context and, and to to allow them to remove this 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 kind of beating up that we do for ourselves. Yeah. Why, you know, I know I should be doing this, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I think we should remove that from the equation. Yeah. In the last 60 years, we've gotten control of our, our own family planning. Mm. Um, so now let's look at our financial planning, you know? Yeah. So we've, we've, we've done an incredible amount where we're, uh, you know, getting amazing degrees. We're, we're going to space. We are um, running corporations. Uh, we are still baking. We're still, yeah. uh, you know, we're still looking after children and parents and, um, you know, our community. So, you know, let's give ourselves a pat on the back. Yeah. And, yeah. and now, okay, now's the time. Now the statistics bear out. We do have a problem. Mm. But let's very pragmatically and very positively mm. change and, yeah. and empower women to to understand how they can set themselves up. Yeah, you're very passionate yeah. about this sort of um, female financial empowerment. Yes. Um, it, it's great to, to hear your story, but also, I suppose, your journey and what, yeah. what attracted you, you to this in the first place. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I, I fell into the, the industry right out of university. Mm -hmm. um, I saw an ad for an uh, assistant in a brokerage office oh, wow. in Los Angeles. I went to uh, university at Pepperdine and didn't have any contacts in, in mm -hmm. Wall Street. Yeah. Um, so I called them up and I said, well, I don't want to be an assistant because, you know, I have this great degree now. So I'm very yeah, important, yeah. <laughs> very important person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with my college of degree, yeah. <laughs> no work experience. <laughs> yeah. um, but I really would like to be a broker. So do you have a broker training right. program? And they said, yeah, sure, come on down. I mean, sometimes it's just that all you have to do is ask. Yeah. If you right? don't ask, you don't get you just, you know, so I, I, And I just, I guess I was just confident enough to ask, mm. so... They hired me, and I got to work right away on my Series 7, which is the mm -hmm. license to um, give financial advice and trade equities and things like that. And then I ultimately um, kind of quickly jumped ship and went to uh, Solomon Smith Barney, which was a became a subsidiary of Citigroup. And mm -hmm. then I moved back up to Portland, Oregon, which is where I'm from. And mm -hmm. I settled in for what I thought would be a nice long career there. And then I met my husband, who's German. And... Then I got an offer to help open the London Smith Barney office, so I jumped at that. Um, and and throughout this journey, um, whether I was in Los Angeles, Portland, or then in London, um, I noticed only now in hindsight, I was doing the exact same thing. I was calling and asking for the husband. Yeah. You know, I did a tremendous amount of cold calling. I mean, I was given a, a pack of cards with almost always a man's name on it. His average annual salary, net worth, as was estimated by Dun & Bradstreet. Anybody's old enough to remember that, those cards. <laughs> yeah. um, and I would also, my bias, I was just taught to ask for the man. Mm. And, um, and so, 
in the last couple of years, I started thinking, my goodness, I'm also part of the problem. I'm not reaching out to women. It's a lot of unconscious bias that yeah. we all, we, we, we I don't have realize to, it. You know, I have to admit yeah. that. I have mm. to admit that this was something I had to consciously say, wait a second, what am mm. I, what am I doing here? Mm. And the minute you start to really be aware of that, and all of a sudden, now my, I have just, I've just met the most amazing, successful, powerful, admirable women, and mm. they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they are. But unless you consciously go out and look for them, somehow they just, they kind of go under the radar a little bit. So you spoke a lot um, on International Women's Day. Shannon held an event um, which was about this uh, this workbook. Yeah. And you spoke a lot there about. Um, the difference, um, the difference between men and women, and it's connected to this financial empowerment. Yes, of, of just how we promote ourselves yes. and, and what it is that we, that, that our responsibilities are, whether they're in work or at home. Yeah, and how that sometimes can hold. Well, actually, I think you were saying a lot of the time can yeah. hold hold women back. Um, yeah, and again, it's probably our, our own unconscious bias within yeah. the workplace as well as at home. I mean, what the what the report fleshed out mm. is that. Um, for instance, in, in the UK, about 62% of women are um, abdicating their long-term mm. financial decisions. 80% um, of women surveyed, on, on the whole, are doing the day-to-day. -day. So they mm. are involved in the short-term financial uh, cash flow and things like that, and the bill mm. paying. But they're just abdicating the long-term. Mm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're busy. We're tired. We, you know, we're, mm. we're looking after parents and children and careers and... Um, you're tired, so you know? I mean, I understand w w what's yeah. going on here. But the sad uh, reality is that with um, divorce rates being what they are, mm -hmm. um, with occasionally becoming a widow well ahead of what, what you know, you would expect, yeah. mm -hmm. um, women are, are, are penalized. And this is the what we talked about in the beginning, mm. the financial penalty of becoming a woman. We need only look at the gender pay gap, which is around about 20, yes. 21%, depending, I guess, by industry, it might change yeah. a little bit. Um, then you've got a, a significantly higher percentage of women are more likely to do sh uh, part-time work mm -hmm. versus being in a full-time career. So that, that means your pension pots over yeah, time, right? Policy, you've yeah. got these long-term pensions, and then um, and the men are just going Plus slow right the way through. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so we tend to then add insult to injury by when we do have a certain amount of money, um, because of this lack of confidence, financial confidence, we tend to be more conservative. So we tend to take less risk because we don't, collectively, we are not as informed. Mm -hmm. um, and what does that mean? That means your money's growing slower, so you're actually doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got less money. Um, in the pensions, you're now growing it much slower, much more conservatively. Mm. Um, you then might have a divorce or become a widow, mm -hmm. and you might find um, that you have accounts that your spouse didn't tell you about. In fact, about 43% of widows surveyed uh, found a surprise assets that they they didn't know were there, wow. that they weren't aware of. Okay. Um, and, and then you also have the risk discussion. Sometimes they found risks or losses that their spouse didn't tell them about. Wow. And so sometimes it can either be a positive financial surprise, although it's not nice that you didn't know about it, mm. or it can sometimes be a negative financial surprise that you thought you were in a better financial position and your spouse dies or sadly you get divorced. That information and, and then yeah. you find out you're not as comfortable as, as you thought mm. you were. And if, if we're talking about widowhood, you're talking about perhaps being in your 60s or 70s. Mm. You don't have the luxury 
of going back to work for 20 years to make this, these things up. Yeah. So this is what we've kind of fleshed out with this, with this survey about just kind of saying, look, unfortunately, this, this is, you know, this is yeah. the case. 30, 3,300 women or so surveyed. Um, yeah, 50% of widows and divorcees um, found assets that had been hidden. 46% um, were more than what they ex expected. 45% um, had accounts they didn't know about. Um, so we just, we just found that this is consistently <laughs> impacting their ability to have mm -hmm. um, security. Mm. And then um, one thing that I think surprises um, a lot of people mm. are the millennials. Yep. You millennials. <laughs> um, we're still holding out hope that you will change your pattern of behavior. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the m more counterintuitive twists to our study is that 20 to 34-year-old women are abdicating their financial decisions at an even higher rate than the generations ahead of them. And, and that's 69%. So, so interesting. I would never have thought that. I would no. have thought that it, was, it would be going in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, we were all a bit surprised by that. Um, because women are, are much more empowered than we used to be in the workplace. And we talk a lot within financial services, technology, recruitment, that um, every company out there, they're looking for more, more females to be within the workplace. Yeah. And it's not just for a female to sit there and attend work. It's it's for a different opinion in the yeah, room. Yeah, they want the, the different They, they want that different opinion. Yeah. They're encouraging it. And that's that's great that yeah. that's, that's what people want at the moment. Now, actually turning that into reality, it's yeah. difficult. Yeah. But it's so interesting that we, we're, we're now in a world of work where actually we're really promoting differences, but yeah. then we're still doing that at, at home. And I think, and, then, and you hit the nail on the head. And so this is why I go back to this topic of the the birth of the pill and then mm. the explosion of women and the participation of the workplace, yeah. which happened over the next uh, 40 to 50 years. Mm. Um, what didn't happen was how we dealt with financial planning at home. Yeah. This is so gender roles run deep. Yeah. So we at home have carried on mm. with traditional roles where the mother was looking after the day-to-day -day and the father. Again, there might there are exceptions out there. And for those that there's exceptions, course, fantastic. Yeah. But the, the studies unfortunately show that that just too many of us are mm -hmm. abdicating. Um, and this is now what we have to fight. Um, yeah. We have to educate girls and mm -hmm. even boys, right, from mm -hmm. a much younger age, yeah. invite them into the conversation yeah. um, so that uh, so that we can slowly change it. Because I think we can change this in a generation. I really believe that. I, I completely yeah. agree. And I think it definitely starts with, with children. It's, yeah. It's breaking those... Uh, the, stereotypes. Those, yeah, stereotypes. They're stereotypes exactly. that have just, they've just run right through because yeah. they're coming from, from the home. Yeah. And yeah. so you can have, you know, three PhDs and, uh, you know, put a, a spaceship on the moon or but some other planet. But still not know what, but what not, you've got on your pension plan. Yeah, not, not know, nor know how I should be, yeah. you know, longer-term growth for the longer assets and yeah. my shorter-term liquidity needs and things like that. Yeah. So this is this is my mission. Yeah. This is my, yeah, yeah. you know, to, to help change and that it, mentality. It's a fantastic mission, and I think it uh, it's really relatable to, to what I'm doing, what we're doing at Harrington yeah. Star in terms of hiring the right people for businesses, but also making sure that 
anybody that joins any company within financial services and technology that they are looked after properly and invested in, yeah. whether they're male or female. But yeah. I think part this is a huge part of the conversation yeah. because times are changing. And it's one thing for people to say, I want more, more females or, or, or a more diverse candidate base for whoever I'm hiring. But actually, for me, it's about getting to the root cause of problems. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a huge, yeah. huge point that we should be exploring. But I know you've got loads of very exciting projects that you're doing across the rest of the year. Yes. Perhaps you could talk us through some of your, your personal projects. Yes. So um, after having uh, been, been looking at this research for the last two mm. years, speaking to more women, hosting more events, um, trying to reach out and include women, um, I sort of decided that um, I think I'm going to, well, I think I've actually started. Um, I have committed to writing my own sort of action um, dossier workbook mm -hmm. um, for women. At least the first iteration will be for women, but mm -hmm. I sort of imagine it also for teens, for, for athletes, for any collective group of people who um, just need a little bit of guidance mm. and they need the vocabulary um, and the, uh, the inclusion in a way that speaks to them. To give them confidence. To give them confidence. Yeah. I, 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 my, my book will be about you know, inspiring, educating. It will have some of the scary statistics in there because that's what gets you motivated to mm -hmm. do something. You do not want to be one of these statistics in 20 or 30 well, years. You realize as well, you know, yeah. this isn't just me on my own, actually. 80% yeah. of us behave yeah. this way. And yeah. what is that going to mean in yeah. 10 years' and you, time? And maybe you've seen your mom go through it. Maybe yeah. you've seen your mom and, and dad have the divorce and mm -hmm. saw the, the financial um, mm -hmm. outfall from that. So yeah. so I've decided to um, to you know to really take take control, take charge, yeah. and, uh, and write something that I think will have... Uh, you know, it'll be a, a composition of uh, educating, mm -hmm. but again, with the vocabulary and with with the with more of a female touch mm -hmm. to it, mm -hmm. um, as well as inspiration, um, as well as future. Yeah. So I'm also, from a professional perspective, I'm I'm big on big themes: um, urbanization of cities, uh, mm -hmm. population growth. Um, the amount of 100-year-olds that will be living um, is ex exploding. Um, mm -hmm. The silver economy, it's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge amount of people that are retiring that have a lot of discretionary funds yeah. that will be uh, spending this money on on better health care, on uh, better travel. Um, women, as we age, um, we tend to be more discerning about what we spend, but we're going to spend a bit more of our discretionary money on, on how we look. <laughs> yes. And so... I want women to think more like investors. Nice. Yeah. If you're buying a product that you really love and you're recommending it to your friends, mm. why don't you find out if you can actually invest maybe in that company? Yeah. Um, and I'm not necessarily giving out financial advice, but I, I want to twist their mindset. Absolutely. I want them to think about how can I yeah. participate in this? Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be, yes, education. We've got to talk about the, some of the basics. Yeah. There'll be some work, you know, some questionnaires in there. Mm. And then there'll be this inspiration and um, how, can, how can they get, be part of the conversation yeah. um, with, uh, within their own world. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's coming. So if you'd like to get in touch with Shannon, please follow um, the details that are after this post. Um, she's got a workbook that's getting published. You, hold, you host and hold loads of events yep. to talk about the subject. And of course, if anybody wants to download the UBS uh, workbook that we spoke about, we'll put a link to that as yes, well. Definitely. So uh, thank you very much for joining us on Humans of Fintech. Shannon, thanks so much. Thanks, Nadia, for thanks. having me. It's been a great pleasure. Amazing. Cheers.